Hi there, and welcome to MoslaCast. This podcast series aims to provide relevant and realistic exam preparation for medical school clinical finals. The episode will feature a clinical scenario, followed by a seven-minute example history. Finally, as with the Mosler exam, there will be six minutes of discussion with opportunities for you to pause the recording and test your knowledge. If you'd like a full guide on how to get the most out of these podcasts, check our Mosler guide track. These cases are based on real examinations and are written by doctors with experience of Moslers. Enjoy and best of luck. Mabel is a 67-year-old lady who has come to the clinic to discuss a fall she has had recently. She has been diagnosed with a long-term medical condition. Take a history, focusing on the presenting complaint and any associated symptoms she has experienced recently. Hello Mabel, my name's Laura, I'm one of the final year medical students. I understand you've come in following a fall. Could you tell me a little bit more about what's sort of happened, please? Oh, certainly, but there isn't much to say. I I just tripped, you see. Right. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Mm, Well, I, I think my mind got ahead of my body, if that makes sense. I was moving around a chair at the time, and my leg got caught in it. Next thing I know, I'm on the floor. So, do you think you lost consciousness at all? Oh, no, no, I remember it all. Thankfully, my daughter was around to help me back up, but since I've been falling a bit recently, she wanted me to come in. I think she's just worried about me. Oh, dear, that's understandable. How many falls would you say you've had in the last six months? Mm, Probably six or seven, but the falling started around eight months ago with everything else. Everything else? Well, my body just isn't what it used to be. I feel so stiff and slow. Ah, that's very interesting, Mabel. Before I ask you more, can I quickly check I've got everything right so far? You've come in after a fall on the background of seven falls in the last six months. You remember everything after the fall, but what about beforehand? Do you feel dizzy or lightheaded at all? No, no. Okay. Then tell me more about this stiffness and slowness. Do you feel it everywhere or is it in a particular place? Everywhere, I guess. I just notice it more when I'm walking. (laughs) My neighbour says I walk funny now, like a cardboard cutout. The cheek! But I've noticed it in the kitchen now, too. Ah, it must be really difficult getting on with your everyday life, then. Exactly. So, what is your main concern with these new changes that you've noticed? Uh, Well, I know my daughter is most worried about me falling around at home, especially as I live alone. But for me, it's the fact I can't make my meringues anymore. Do tell me more. I was the country's best meringue maker back in the day, you know. And now, I can barely whisk one egg, let alone twenty. I just slow up after a while. Oh, that sounds awful. Do you have any thoughts or worries about what might be causing this yourself? No, not a clue. Well, Mabel, 
We've talked about your falls a bit, as well as the stiffness and the slowness that you're experiencing and how that's been affecting you. Can I ask you some quick questions to make sure I've not missed anything? Fire away. Have you felt confused or groggy after any of your falls? Oh, no. Okay. Did your daughter notice any jerking or tongue biting from you when you fell? Oh, no, no. Okay. And as well as everything you've been experiencing, have you noticed any numbness, tingling or weakness in any of your arms or legs? Thankfully not. Good, good. I wonder if there's anything else you've been noticing in the past eight months? Hmm, Well, I think I'm getting told off more by my daughter. Honestly, if it's not falling over, which I can't help, then it's for looking miserable all the time. Okay, so... Do you think it's harder to smile and move your face then? Maybe, I I think so. I mean, my mood is fine, so I don't know why else I look unhappy to her. Okay, this might seem like a strange question, but how is your sense of smell? Ah, awful. But maybe that's because I'm not baking such delicious smelling things anymore. (laughs) Have you noticed any problems with sleeping or going to the toilet? No, I, I don't think so. Okay. What do you think has been the worst part of all of this for you? I think it's the worry that one of these days I might fall and break a hip or hit my head or something awful. And also the fact I don't really know why it's happening. I see. Okay. Mabel, this has been really useful talking to you. I'll just sum up those things to make sure that I've got them all. So you didn't feel groggy or confused after your falls, you didn't bite your tongue or make any funny movements at all, and your sense of smell has been poor, and it seems like you're looking less happy lately from your daughter's point of view, but you feel okay in yourself. Okay, now I'll ask a couple of questions about your past history and your home situation if that's okay. Do you have any known medical conditions? No, just the diabetes and that high blood pressure, but I take tablets for both of those. I see. And you said you live alone, is that right? I do, in my bungalow. Do you get any help from carers or anyone else? My neighbour and daughter bring the shopping, but with everything else I've mentioned, I suppose I should get some more help. Okay. And do you smoke? Oh, never smoked, never drank. Never had time when there's meringues to be made. Please, could you summarise your findings and present a differential diagnosis for this problem? Mabel is a 76-year-old lady with a past medical history of hypertension and type 2 diabetes. She presented with mechanical falls on a background of at least seven falls in the past eight months. She describes no presyncopal or postictal symptoms. Alongside the falls, she's been experiencing bradykinesia, limb stiffness, reduced facial expression, anosmia, but has had no changes in her mood. She is a non-smoker who lives alone in a bungalow with no current care package in place. She's worried about future falls. My differentials would be neurological problems, specifically Parkinson's disease, I'd also want to rule out other conditions which can lead to falls. These would include cognitive impairment, urinary tract infections and cardiac syncope.
Thank you. What clinical findings would lead you to your chosen diagnosis? On inspection, I may notice an asymmetrical resting pill rolling tremor. There may be hypomimia or hypophonia. On neurological examination, there could be increased tone and bradykinesia. There would also be gait disturbances. Okay. Could you describe the gait of a patient with Parkinson's disease? Sure. Patients with Parkinson's often present with a shuffling gait, with lack of arm swing. There is a festinating gait in that they walk faster and faster so as to not fall over. They are generally more unsteady and hesitant. How is Parkinson's disease diagnosed? It's a clinical diagnosis. It may be important, however, to perform further investigations to rule out secondary causes or consequences from patients' falls. At the bedside, cognitive function tests would be relevant, as Parkinson's disease is associated with dementia. CT scans may only be indicated if there was a head trauma during the fall. Okay. How would you manage a patient with Parkinson's disease? So the management of a patient with Parkinson's disease can be broken down into conservative, medical and surgical. I'll talk about medical management first. This depends on the age of the patient. First-line management of older patients with significant motor symptoms would be levodopa. However, this wears off, so younger patients might be started on dopamine agonists or other drugs such as MEOBIs or COMPT inhibitors. Medically, it would be really important to screen for depression and treat this accordingly, since Parkinson's can be associated with depression. So an SSRI would be helpful for these patients. All right. You mentioned conservative management. What would that involve? Okay. Parkinson's is managed with the help of a multidisciplinary team. This needs to include prompt referral and regular access to Parkinson's disease specialists. There are also Parkinson's disease specialist nurses who can monitor Mabel's clinical condition over time. Physio input would be essential to improve any gait disturbances, while occupational therapists would give advice and help on life at work and at home. Speech and language therapists could improve the loudness of Mabel's speech. And as I mentioned previously, managing any mood disorders would be really, really important. So psychological counselling may have a place here. All right. What problems might Mabel experience in the future as her Parkinson's disease progresses? Okay. These problems could be broken down into biological, psychological and social difficulties. I'll cover biological first. Over time, Mabel's symptoms may progress and become more disruptive to her daily life. There may be more enjoyable things that she'll be unable to do. More than half of patients who have had levodopa for around five years experience fluctuating motor symptoms. She may experience non-motor symptoms like dementia, which often presents with visual hallucinations. 
Levodopa itself has lots of unwanted side effects, which Mabel may experience, such as nausea and reduced efficacy over time. Psychologically, she may develop mood disorders or suffer from memory loss. Depression is associated with Parkinson's and most long-term medical conditions. Socially, she may encounter social isolation without a strong support network, as her motor symptoms may prevent her from engaging in hobbies she currently enjoys and going out into the community. Okay, thanks Laura. MoslerCast is created by Medisense. You can find more MoslerCasts on our website, www.medisense.org.uk. Thanks for listening.